I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. President. <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the first ever DLC. Probably, possibly even only to have ever, <laughs> to ever happened. Uh, Adam is literally is... sitting here like with his mouth open while like scarfing down. I don't know if it was like an apple with peanut butter or something. Apple with peanut but... butter. I just it's not pleasant to look at, guys. With peanut butter, mm, not pleasant to look at. Which I assure you was worse than your apple with peanut butter. But ladies and gentlemen, we got something <laughs> special. We got Dude. something special because we decided to go full try hard and try out or not even try sell hard. out, sell out, <laughs> just all the outs <laughs> possible. You're all dirty motherfucker, just dirty. Um, yeah. So the, if, for those that are just listening to this, maybe they're listening to this. Uh, Technical Alpha DLC going, what the hell is this? This is a special off-the-cuff uh, talk today about the machinima scam that we went through back in 2011. 12. 12? Yeah, yep. between, between well, I mean, we were getting scammed well, since there was a, there, It was lengthy, yeah, yeah. Well, there we, was, yeah we found out in 2012. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and for those All that right, don't know, see. what we decided to do is we had some stretch goals. So if you're watching this on YouTube, listening to this on iTunes, we want to say thank you because we reached either $3,500 on our Patreon account or we have got 350 I think we said. Uh, yeah, Patreons. Uh, Patreoners. <laughs> so that's pretty incredible. We want to thank you for that. Um, let's just let's get into it, I guess, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Um man. I don't I hate talking about this. I'm gonna be honest do with you. Do we want to ease into it? it? Do we want to ease into it? I just like no, no, because I, I, I this will this will spin out into other into other stuff, I'm sure, when we're talking about stuff. Because we ha- we have no structure to this whatsoever, but um I just I can't stand talking about this because it it just it stirs up all of the I'm already a jaded asshole, but if you're wondering what was like the 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 first the first thing that started the jaded asshole, it was this. This was like the the That's a lie. Uh, the first oh no, it was a hundred percent a hundred percent the the case. Um YouTube when when Jeff and I when Jeff and I first, uh, you know, did the lag TV thing, when we first started it up, um, you know, there were people making money on YouTube, obviously, but in the gaming world, it was pretty much non-existent. There was a handful of people making, uh, making money and, and that was it. There were, there were no multi-channel networks, which is what you, which is, you know, MCNs, mm. uh, which is now a, a ubiquitous term or, mm. Um, also a lot or, more money in YouTube back then. Yeah, the there. Well, it's because it was new, right? So it was the yeah. wild west. It was the gold rush. It was no real valuation. You know, yeah. There, nobody knew what anything was worth. Everybody had all like all these companies had so much money, and uh, if you were if you got in and you were there super early, you made all that money, and you got in early enough that you could stay there long term without putting in a hell of a lot of effort. Um, or you got in, you know, around the time Jeff and I did and made a, a, made a pretty good amount of money, but in terms of just raw YouTube funds, you know, we didn't make filthy amounts of money. We just made pretty okay amounts of money. 
and then if you came after, you're fucked. Like the Dude, odds made, of you making. We made like I'm just gonna be straight up. We probably made fifty thousand dollars in a really good year of like TV. It's not yeah. that much money. No, I mean between two of us, you know, sure nobody's gonna complain about making twenty five grand. Uh, you know, pre-tax on playing video games. But at the end of the day, for the amount of success that we had, it wasn't all that much money when it was all said and done. We we never got into that uh that YouTube money type shit. You know, we know we we didn't we didn't we weren't at that level. And back then it was like for gaming, YouTube at the time didn't allow you to monetize video game content. And also there was this thing where if you weren't a partner, you weren't able to upload videos more than 15 minutes. So, or was it 10? It was 10. God damn. Okay. Well, 10 minutes. So that was a problem. This was when YouTube still had five star ratings. Like we're, we're, we're way way back. So if you guys, if you guys go and do, and do some due diligence on here, so you know, we're not bullshitting. If you go and you click on, you go to Life's a Glitch TV channel, if you're there already right now, open up another window, click on that little tab on the page for, uh, I can tell you exactly what it is, Um, you click on videos, and then you click on uploads, the down tab, or no, sorry, on the right-hand side, date added, go click on oldest to newest. And if you look back there, you'll notice that the majority of our cast, in fact, I'm looking at it right now, our very first cast ever was a two-parter. So most of our casts couldn't go over 10 minutes. So we even have one here. Our second cast was a three-parter and our third cast was a three-parter. So back then, not only could you not make money, but you had Mm. to put videos up in parts if it was over a certain length of time, which back then we didn't have all that technology that we have now where you can just click record and go. This was a process. This was syncing up audio. Yeah. Uh, Were you guys using you know, like flash video recorder or whatever back then? Or uh, No, we were using Fraps. Oh, God, I remember. Good that. old Fraps where your video sizes were the size of Mandingo's dick. No, yeah, OBS, no and you had to stick them. You had to stick them into Sony Vegas, or back then. It, I think actually we used Sony Vegas even back then. We used yeah, Vegas. We used, used Vegas. Vegas Ten is what we what we had. Adam spent six hundred dollars. Jeff still freaking chirps me for for not just yo hoing <laughs> Sony Vegas. Well, that was that was at a different time when you were all like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't pirate something or. Or any of that shit, right? Make money off of it. No, you know. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that was my. That we weren't was my making idea. money off it. We weren't making money at Yet. the time. You know, well, we, then we you're were just a fool, Adam. We were just we were just filthy casuals. <laughs> of course, once we started making money, it's it's much easier, and you can justify spending six hundred dollars on a software uh, that is broken and garbage. Uh, that's don't beyond get me started on Vegas either. But that's yeah. but that's beyond that's beyond. But anyway, I just remember back in the day. Sony Vegas, Adam spent 600 bucks on this thing, and we were cutting up videos. It was taking forever, and I ended up it getting just, an our email. Our computers were just so shit. 
Oh, they're garbage, dude. All computers back then weren't that great. And I didn't it's, even it's have so bad. a good computer back then anyway. I was broke no, as the, shit. The frap, fraps trying to run... I mean, we all know how hard StarCraft is on a processor to begin with, on the first like two cores specifically, with one core bombs into the, like, f- the fucking ground. Mm. And then you add fraps raw recording on top of that. There is no compression to fraps. It is 100% raw. One cast would be like 100 gigs of fucking file space. It was insane. Ooh. Uh yeah, it was massive. It was bad. And it was bad. And and then and then to render that out on the computers that we had and and to edit it um the amount of time we had that we spent on YouTube content back then was just ludicrous. It was uh, if I if I had to, if I was doing it now, I would I'd probably give up. I'd be like, no, it's not worth it. This is fucking crazy. Oh, it's definitely like, not. The, just not not a chance in hell. But the but the good thing about it was back then is we weren't motivated by money. We didn't you know we had jobs. We weren't thinking that this was going to be a career. So we were just kind of doing it for fun. And I had a big passion for it. And I you know we were getting some notoriety in some way, uh, even if it was getting a hundred views on a video. We're like, wow, this is really cool. So. I ended up getting a an email from a dude from Machinima, or we mm. thought was from Machinima, mm. and uh, I remember thinking that this was our big break. Like this was like, you know, just just to point a paint a, paint a picture. I was working at Swiss LA, you know, making okay money. I mean. It wasn't enough a lot to of live money. comfortably on your enough own in your to apartment live. and stuff. Well, I had Kayla with me, right? So yeah. you know, if I was on my own, I'd have been paycheck to paycheck. I'd have been, you know, broke. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah of course. Yeah, but at the time, uh, I was making enough money, and I typically had about three hundred dollars uh, of money in my pocket at the end of the month that I could go and go to the movies or you know, treat myself, buy a new pair of shoes, or it was typically usually going out and drinking and, you know, partying and stuff like that. But it was, you know, some months might be 200 depending on the month. But, you know, I wasn't living quite paycheck to paycheck, but I did not have a lot of money. And I wasn't in a position where I was working towards something. I was stuck, or at least I thought I was stuck. Um, you know, Adam was working at the at the time at the, the diamond place that he talked about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Adam, Adam was still in school, uh, finishing school, getting ready to finish. So Adam had a bright future anyway. So to him, it was like, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. But to me, it was like this, this was my meal ticket. Like this was it. This gave me an, and, and, and when I say meal ticket, I don't mean like, I never thought ever that 2017, I don't know why I had to look at the date there, but. (laughs) 2017, (laughs) uh, and I'm 30 years old, and I'm still here now talking about something that happened six years ago, um, and and we're still doing this. I didn't think that this was going to be it. I thought personally that if I could make another couple of hundred dollars a month, and I could just you know pay off the debt that I had. You know, at the time I was, I had, you know, was backed up, like I owed creditors money and, you know, just regular life shit that just got in the way, you know, having credit people calling my phone looking for payments and, you know, I had gotten evicted from an apartment building and I had owed a bunch of money and, you know, I couldn't pay my power bill and, you know, I lost my job back then. And so 
you know, having an opportunity to make money doing something that you love. And when I was as passionate as I was, this was everything to me. And Adam was always, I could tell he was excited and he, and he, you know, maybe he can even share how he felt about it back then. I don't really know. Yeah. I'm just going by what, yeah. what I perceived. Um, but I always had this feeling that Adam, it didn't really matter to him. Um, it didn't matter if this was going to be a thing or not. Um, cause he was focused and he it had didn't matter his if own, it made money. If it made money. Yeah. Cause he had his own, he had everything going for him and I was on the opposite. So when I got the email and I was like, yo, Adam, you know, they're offering us a deal. And I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but ultimately we ended up, uh, talking with this guy, uh, getting a meeting set up with him on Skype. And we talked to him. We found out he was like from the UK or some shit, uh, overseas. And, um, he seemed like a nice dude. Like he just seemed like he w- he watched our content. Um, mm-hmm. at the time you only could sign with either machinima or TGS, um, TGS didn't those, exist. or well, the it was Machinima. It was, Machinima was the only one in the gaming space at the time yes, that was, was a major like MCN. Uh, yeah. TG, TGS know. came up. Um, I'm about, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure TGS was a thing, but it was Husky, and we were really never big, going to yeah. be able to get on board with him. So I don't think we ever even just tried. Um, I mean, I could look because um, I know that there's I'm a video pretty, that HD Starcraft sure. made. I want to. I want to. Yeah, I, I, where he's in his living room, pacing around, yeah. talking about TGS. Uh, I want to say that I'll TGS became available like inside of not even more than a month or two after we had signed with Machinima. Like it, okay. I remember, because I, I feel like so we actually, talked about. So here, I'm, I'm I'm looking the video right now. He yeah. made the video September twentieth of two thousand ten, um, about uh, TGS. So that's when they announced TGS. Now, I don't oh, wow. know exactly when uh, I don't think it was that, available for a while. Yeah, where that became an actual thing. Uh, Husky has a video. Here it is. Became a thing in March uh, 2011, which is about the yeah. time when we signed. So it was um, like it was like right. There. I remember I remember it yeah. being like a fucking razor's edge in terms of, you know, what it yeah. was. I mean, either way, time. we knew that we weren't. Uh, we were never going to sign with them because Husky didn't like no. us and we were on the come up and uh, we were taking viewers from him, even though everybody watched everything and we weren't stealing anything. Uh, but that was sort of other day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, hey, it's DLC, you know, hey, I'll talk oh, about yeah. anything. I don't give a shit. But um, the uh, so anyway, we sit down, we get we get we get offered a deal. I don't remember what the CPM was, what he told us. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I just don't remember. You know, if I looked hard enough, I probably have the bogus contract in it was my a filing 50, cabinet. It was here. I'm pretty sure I I still have the contract. It's a. It was a. To my knowledge, if or my recollection, it was a 50 50 split. But it was a 50 50 split on. Well, as we'll get to, that wasn't the. It wasn't the full amount. So we were getting more like 30. percent Um. Because basically, this is this is what I have happened. It right here. So I literally have it. Yeah. I have it right. I'm here pretty sure it's a fifty-fifty split. Uh, it might so even be sixty-forty, but I'm pretty sure it's fifty-fifty. Well, actually, this one here is for my Maximus Black channel and Maximus Black Two because we signed everything. We signed a bunch like, of channels. We signed, yeah. yeah, we signed a bunch of them. I'm just trying to uh, keep, CPM keep is like is like this. basically $2. CPM. Here it is. 
I'm looking yeah, at it right $2. now. Two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I was going to say two fifty. Yeah, it's it's two dollars, um, which wasn't terrible back then. Um, so so basically, what that means for those that don't know is you get paid for every thousand views that you get, you get paid two dollars. Now, if somebody had ad block on or an ad didn't play in that country or that area, then that wouldn't count towards the view count. But typically, your your or every thousand views we would roughly get, you know, two dollars. Obviously those mm. rates have gone up drastically over the years. Um, yeah. um they've also it's kinda weird. They go up and down, but um it's it's interesting. For back then they were actually extraordinarily high for how Yeah, I'm, I mean two dollars you know, uh, two dollars back then in two thousand eleven, you know, wasn't I guess really a, a a terrible thing. So yeah, they were they were offering us the the two dollars. And uh, that's how many contracts I've signed, guys, over the uh, course of... There's a few. Oh, there's a shit ton. Um, <laughs> some of them good, some of them bad. Um, so $2 a thousand or per thousand views, and I was doing the math back then, and I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, we could make 500 bucks, maybe 1000 bucks, um, depending on how much content we put out. We split that two ways, pretty good. So uh, ultimately, we decided to sign with these guys, and uh, or with this guy. And what what basically happened is everything was great. I remember getting my first YouTube paycheck. Um, I had paid myself back some money uh, because I was the one that had a job back then, really, and was working a reasonable amount. Uh, so I went and bought. Uh, Adam and I a shitty webcam or no not even no not a webcam a a camera a camcorder, like a camcorder and it was, a shitty camcorder. <laughs> it was a shitty camcorder it was very actually I just recently gave it to my mom it was in my uh, in my garage and uh, yeah, mom, yeah, yeah. mom wanted it for a vacation or something I don't know what she was using it for uh, but I remember spending two hundred dollars I do believe or one hundred and eighty bucks on that on Kijiji and uh, also went and got a blue snowball uh, microphone yeah microphone. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I got. I mean, even back then I was using one monitor, like for everything, this little shitty Ooh. like monitor. Um, so I, we got the first YouTube paycheck. We, we reimbursed the money that I had put in there and that was great. Uh, second YouTube paycheck came and I remember my cut was about 500 bucks and I went to, um, and we didn't get a check. We actually it goes through PayPal, but, um, I, I remember going to work that day and <laughs> telling my coworkers that I made $500 making YouTube videos. And the reaction that I got from my coworkers, some of them were like, wow, that's really cool. How does that work? You know, and then I had some people that were salty, like, dude, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, and I was telling people, <laughs> I was telling people like, I'm going to make this my job. Like I'm going to start making <laughs> enough money to quit my job. And I was saying that for a while. And I would, every day I'd go, I'd go in, I'd be like, yeah, guys, I released a new video. It's, it's got 300 views. And I'd be showing them like, you know, my YouTube page and telling them to subscribe and, and all that other stuff. So, oh, uh, be selling, man. Oh, your audio is panic. You need to, uh, just type into you. You need to like either restart back out and come back in on Zencast or, or figure it out, but you're you're so, death to hell. Well, while he's doing that, um, I was 
I was just pumped. Um, I don't know what Adam was thinking. Maybe you can share that. But I I was absolutely pumped, and I was ready at that point. I was, uh, Adam's telling me to hold up. What the fuck is happening right now? I can't even hear Adam now. So I'm getting technical alpha ladies. I, Jeff, can, can anybody you hear, hear me? Adam? Can you guys you, hear me? You can. Jeff, can you hear me? Holy shit. Can you hear me? Not if you can hear me, Jeff. <laughs> no? Half-ass DLC. Okay, so... <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Oh, fuck. That's impressive. I don't know what the fuck Adam <laughs> Hold on. did over I've got a on solution. the back end. I've got a solution. <laughs> I've got a solution. Give me a second. Ay, 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 ay. Yo. There, I can hear again. Now we just need to get some Jeff shitty in here. Ass, some shitty ass DLC from Jeff. Yeah, worst DLC. I think DLC. he would spend more time on it. Yeah, I think he'd spend more time on it. Yo, testing. There, I can hear again. Zen, Zen just completely crapped out for everybody. I lost all audio. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. you can just yeah. you can just edit that in in post anyway. Yeah. You can just cut it out. No, it's not. It's not a really. It's not a really big deal. I'm not that. I'm not that concerned about it. We were we're locally recording, so it's all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so where was I? I was. Um, Wow, that's some really shitty DLC. <laughs> this is the worst DLC. It's the worst kind of DLC. It's all good. We're local local recording, so. Um, this is what happens when you have people in three different locations for a podcast. Yeah. So we, uh, I when I got the paycheck, I, I knew at that point that I, I, was, I wasn't just going to make a couple of dollars at that point. I was going to turn this into a job. So... When the opportunity came to finally sign with Machinima, of course, you know, if you're if you have ever worked on something, you know, think of think of it as some people out there, they may be artists in terms of musicians or painting or whatever. And you were doing this your whole life for free and you're really good at it and you've got a passion for it. And then someone goes, you know what? Hey, I'd like to sign that band and I'll give you five hundred dollars a month to play a local gig, uh, of course, you're likely going to take that. You know, you don't have to change your type of content or anything like that. Um, so that was that was huge for me. And then obviously when that happened, I became uber obsessed with YouTube, um, networking, all that fun stuff. I had little tricks that I would do on other people's YouTube videos where I would say, you know, I'd watch their video. This is why Husky never really liked this all that much. That one neat trick. The one neat trick that got us a lot of subscribers. And I'm sure that there are people listening to this right now that found us through this way. Where I would go to a Husky video, who I watch religiously, HD, who I watch religiously. And I would say, you know, hey, that was a crazy engagement, you know, sick baneling bust or whatever uh, from a fellow StarCraft caster. 
And I wouldn't say, come check out my channel. Come check out this video. I would just say from a fellow StarCraft caster. And people were like, fellow StarCraft caster. And of course, they would check it out. And um, eventually, once Light TV had a little bit of notoriety, obviously, the people that were watching Husky or were watching us were watching Husky anyway. So they would see my comment and then they would like the comment and then the comment would go up to the top and it usually stayed there for a few hours. And when Husky's bringing in 40, 50,000 views of video, you know, even if I capture 100 or 200 people's eyes uh, on that video per video, the shit, you know, was growing. And then obviously it got to the point where I just stopped doing that because Husky got pissed. And also we didn't need to do that anymore because we had got the notoriety needed um, to do that. And it was, it was shameless advertisement, but it was in a very subtle way, um, that I could see would, you know, tick off some people. Um, but I felt as though I didn't give a shit. I actually just didn't care. Nothing was going to get in the way with my, my dreams. And, uh, I wasn't hurting anybody. And I, you know, we put out great content and we made something of ourselves. So we didn't just waste the opportunity, but, uh, that's how that's how obsessed I was, and I was on the internet doing posts and shit twenty four seven. Like, you know, uh, I was calling sick from work just to get a video edited or do whatever. I was making sacrifices. So once we started making uh, money and the checks started coming in each month, when when cheese fails really blew up, that's when we started to actually, you know, make mm-hmm. two thousand dollars a month, and then you know three thousand dollars a month. Um, and we were kind of floated at the $3,000 a month mark for the majority of like TV. Um, but you know, it had even, even spiked even higher. Um, obviously we've got to that $6,000 mark, which was our, our best month. It was right around that, uh, right around that amount. But before I get further, Adam, did you want to add anything about the initial process or, um, what was going through your mind? When it all yeah. started, or or anything like that, because yeah. I know I don't think I ever really listened to you to tell me. me, you know, what you were thinking, because I was yeah. going right. Yeah, well, you were you were you you've been the way you've always been in life with everything, and that is that is you you have laser focus for one thing at any given time, and you have blinders that are four and a half miles long to each side of your head. And literally nothing that happens outside of those blinders exists. It doesn't. It doesn't exist, and it doesn't matter. All I need to see is this fucking four and a half inch square in front of me for as long as the eye can see, and everything else is is peripheral. Whatever the fuck, don't care. Um, so, uh, like, for me, uh. Oh, fuck, random hip cramp. What am I, 90? Don't answer that. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just wanted to cross my legs, man. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, so for me, for me, when this all started, I mean, it, and, and I've said this part, you know, a dozen times over as well, is, um, you know, when Jeff first came over and, and you know, kicked in my bedroom door because he just walked into the house because he's family and he just walks downstairs and I'm playing games and he says to me, Adam, we're going to start a YouTube channel. We're going to do some, we're going to do this. I want to fucking start a YouTube channel. And I was like, okay. 
And that was literally <laughs> that was literally, literally that's the show. Lag TV. That's, show. that's exactly that's what happened. I'm like that's that's Verbatim. not an exaggerated story. Jeff literally yeah. just walked into the house, said hi to my mom, comes downstairs, opens my door. I could have been fapping, I could have been doing anything, it didn't matter, yep. walking in the room, says Would Adam, watch I have an idea. Were? And what probably <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he just says, you know, we should start a YouTube channel. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, cause at the time I was doing, um, I was doing, I was already doing content to a degree online. It wasn't on YouTube, but I was doing, uh, written video game reviews and stuff on GameSpot when they still had a blogging community. And I had, I had only just recently started a, uh, a, a segment thing that I was doing on my blog that was called life's a glitch. And, you and it was me. me. I did. I showed it to yeah. you. I said, "Look, you know, right? I'm already doing some of the, something like this. I was taking clips of of glitches in games and and doing little write ups and stuff and showing people, you know, what was going on. And and I think I only got like two episodes deep before the YouTube thing started. You know, that but, would make kind of a cool YouTube segment, dude. You should bring that back alive, man. Nah, dude. The the internet is full of that shit now. Yeah, as a way, as it's just absolutely crammed full of people talking about glitch stuff, and they'll do it better than I, I ever will. Donkey made an entire career they off ain't of that shit. Got your shit. voice, bro. They ain't got your <laughs> voice. Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, but uh, that was what. Yeah, that was it. And I, it was called Life's a Glitch, and and I was like, why don't we call it Life's a Glitch TV or Lag TV? That's a pretty dope acronym. I and it was it. just like, yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we ran with it. And then Lag TV was born. And that's literally like the, the five-minute conversation that happened uh, to, to start Lag TV. But to talk more directly, I guess, about when everything started to come to fruition in terms of us uh, having a, a video go kind of viral to a degree and Jeff working you know, the, the trenches and pissing off virtually every other caster that was on YouTube at the same time, blowing up GameFAQ fucking message boards and going on, uh, on uh, Blizzard's message boards and everywhere he could get his hands on, just same thing everywhere. While all that was happening, um, like he said, I was still in university. I was finishing university at the time and, uh, and then I was working. I had the job outside of it and at at this at this point there was it never even crossed my mind that i was going to that i was going to de- derail my um derail my my like my life's current direction mm. uh so dramatically uh i i always to a to a fault at one, eventually to a fault I could never commit fully to content creation of any kind as a as a, a legitimate career for a number of reasons. One was I had I had uh, my entire identity was around um, academia and my and my and my education and uh, and and you know my goals of of you know what i wanted to do in business and, and Dude, all you these had things were, a, you had a fucking had a full degree and stuff he, no he had a fucking no joke this is the type of guy i'm trying to paint a picture here for you this is the type of guy that had a whiteboard not a whiteboard but a bulletin board on oh, his yeah, wall that. and it would have like his life goals up there like it would have like you know getting this by this 
age, saving up this much money, donating this much to the church, doing, you know, it had fucking it all down there. This dude was calculated and uh, he scrutinized uh, pretty much everything was planned and calculated. Now, I don't know if that was the environment that Adam grew up in. Maybe he can. Uh, well, it's a bit like like it's a bit or like my, both just, of my that's how your program. Both of my parents, both of my parents are are um are are people that put thought into literally every action that they do. Not neither of my parents are the type to just do things on a whim. They aren't they aren't um off the cuff people. They never were. Dad is. Well, dad's a scientist, so like it was already a part of his personality, right? He was a metallurgical scientist for the Department of National Defense for 35 years. That's his mindset, always has been, is is everything is calculated and, and laid out and logical. And I get mm-hmm. a lot of that from dad. Mom is obviously uh, very similar in that regard, otherwise they would have made a terrible couple. Uh, but, but, you know, she had, she was well thought open on the emotional side of things. And I got a lot of that from mom. And so everything is always, I always had, and it's still due to this day. My, it's my personality where, um, I only want to do something once and do it well. I don't want to go back and do it a second time. And so I have 101 contingency plans for virtually every step that I take. And if I don't have those hundred contingency plans, I don't feel comfortable Um, and, and it became ingrained in me because literally all the way up through university, that was, that worked really well for me. That never failed me. Everything always went pretty much exactly how I had planned it. There was never really a misstep. That was some catastrophic event. Um, you know, you make mistakes, but then there were those contingencies that were there that kind of, you know, fell, uh, into place. So <laughs> panic. So that so that was when I was going into lag TV, I always had a thousand contingencies and it was never and so like I said to a fault when it came to content creation, I had a very hard time committing 100% to it, especially mm-hmm. because I had already done university and I had a career literally placed in front of me. Like we yeah. discussed earlier in the in the podcast, I had two incredibly uh, you know, profitable and promising options put in front of me that said, Hey, Mr. Morehouse, we'd love to have you. We'd also love to have you. We're going to tell you basically just tell us how much you want to get paid and then come work for us. Um, but, but like Jeff said, the, the thing that always would bring me back and keep me there, even if it was only to a half measure was that it was something I enjoyed doing. It was in the video game industry I always wanted to kind of work in the video game industry, but there was not a lot of profitability to it because nobody was making money in the video game industry unless you owned the fucking publishing house with the developer. Yeah. Uh, like, nobody makes any money, and that's still pretty much the case as it stands today. So I know I wanted to be in the industry, but to that point, this kind of thing didn't exist, and it was a whole new frontier, <clears throat> and it was exciting, and it was part of that industry, and so it always, it always held, it always brought me back in. Uh, and so while I was never a hundred percent committed to it and, and part of me wishes that I could have been, but if I went back in time, I wouldn't be able to convince myself. It's part of my personality. I never would have been able to tell myself, turn that switch off, take that bulletin board off the wall, stop doing all that shit. It's just not going to happen. 
Um, I still wish I could have, you know, been able to do that because it, it obviously would have probably worked out a lot better for me on a, on an individual business level. I have a question for you now, Adam. Is there a whiteboard in any part of your house right now? Mm -mm. No, (laughs) no, there is not a single whiteboard. There's another one you had. Uh, that, that baby came, that baby came down when YouTube happened because what happened was what YouTube did do to me in terms of, in terms of how I conducted business and everything else was that it eventually, it forced me to actually have to do things on the fly. There was, it was because everything was the wild west and almost nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. And still to this day, 80% of the people in this business have no fucking idea what they're doing. And that's the people that own these businesses that run them. Nobody fucking knows what they're doing. There's like four people. Uh, and that's it. Everybody else is just blindfolded running through with Stevie wonder. Uh, that was, you know, what made me have to change that a bit about myself was to actually have to roll with the punches a bit more. Uh, and when that happened, uh, the, the whiteboard thing came down and the, and the having a thousand contingencies, uh, went out, went out the window and I just, uh, I eventually, uh, committed to it. But, uh, you know, for, for me, uh, as somebody who was not a pure entertainer like Jeff, it was a little late to join the party because I needed to be able to go on the back of the success of Light TV earlier, and I never did that. And so I shot myself in both feet on uh, on that front, um, but still oh, obviously damn. doing well enough. You know, I'm not I'm not living on the street, but at the same time, I'm I'm not as far ahead as I I could have been. So that's always a you know one of those look back and go, what the fuck were you thinking? But that's what it was for me to to answer that, come back around before handing it back to you was um I never looked at content creation as something for me personally. I knew you I knew Jeff was going to do very well, regardless, because Jeff's always been center of attention, class clown, look at me. I will do literally anything short of lop off my own arm to get attention type guy. And that's what you need to be to be uh, to give yourself the best opportunity. It doesn't guarantee it, but give you the best opportunity uh, to be successful in this business. And I was always the straight man uh, for obvious reasons. It's my personality. And while that can do well, it almost always needs to be paired with a wacky dude to be the 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 contrast. I'll it's take the, that. It's the it's the juxtaposition. So yeah. you know, um, I can be I can be quick and witty and the dry humor thing, but you need to be able to play off of the the juxtaposing wacky crazy dude. And Jeff is the wacky fucking crazy dude. I think anybody that goes to chain chain mail to a fucking sushi restaurant is a little bit touched. And Jeff is a little bit touched because he did I'm it fucked. and he made I'm a fucked. shitload of money fucking making doing that shit. So Woo! you know, dirty esports money. That's that's kind of that's kind of what it what it is. So that's uh, you probably that was, keep the Halifax sushi market running on its own, like just from you. Absolutely, oh, definitely. So like that, that was that like was waiting for me. For was was just never You're taking an insurance policy out on you. <laughs> you die. They, <laughs> they get paid under. to make yeah. sure they that they go continue. Under. They go under. But yeah, that was that was basically it for me. It was just never uh, never something I could take 100% seriously. Obviously, I do now, and I, I put a lot of effort into everything I do, but it's very it was very difficult for me to view it as such because, um, and for reasons we're about to get to as well. Like, when Jeff continues this story, uh, I'm looking at it, and from a business perspective, I'm going, you know, this isn't going to suddenly get a hell of a lot better anytime soon. Yeah. Do I really want to commit so hard to something that is so volatile 
And and so that's that was a, a big hurdle for me. So that will that will be where we can hop back into the the story where we have now signed on uh, with this individual representing Machinima, uh, and uh, we've just hit Lag TV's first big bump in success in terms of in hitting it hitting it big view wise. Yeah. So uh, everything was going good. I, I I'm not sure exactly how much time went by. Probably a year or close to a year. Um, of of being on this contract with this individual. Um, I obviously I won't say his name. I do remember his name. Uh, I won't mm-hmm. say his name just out of respect, but uh, even though I shouldn't have any for him, but uh, you know, just not stir up any more shit. Or if he's in a position of, uh, you know, I don't want to ruin anything for him. You know, we're all young and done done stupid shit. But um. Yeah, a bunch of time went by. Everything was great, man. And and I um I was working really hard towards being able to quit my day job. And it was summer of uh 2000 summer of 2011 actually. Uh where I was starting to make enough money off Lag TV where I remember even getting like a 12 or $1300 month and I had even started streaming. And this is where Panic Switch comes into the play. And uh, Panic Panic was the guy <laughs> that um Panic was really the guy that allowed me to not directly quit my day job. Like, you know, he was a big supporter and he definitely donated a there's a lot of money over the years, but in that specific time, you know, getting fifty bucks from Panic uh was like a day's work for me at Swiss Chalet. So what would happen? I would do these 24 hour live streams. If I had raised a hundred bucks, I would do a 24 hour live stream. I'd call in sick from work. And what that allowed me to do, I remember the first hundred bucks panic gave me said, go buy a webcam, please. And I went out and bought a webcam. Um, I had made the hundred bucks, bought the webcam and I called in sick from, I didn't even call in sick from work. I get into giving my shift away. And at this time, my, that was what was so great about my bosses is they were so supportive of everything that I did. There was a there was a time I won't go into too big of a tangent, but there was a time where Kale and I were making diaper cakes uh, out of diapers. Oh, I remember and that because I did the I did the uh, the fucking branding for it. I remember yeah, fucking so doing that. We shit. had we had like KJ diaper cakes, and <laughs> we we what we would do if you guys don't know what a diaper cake is, go to Google and type in diaper cake, and that's literally what we were making. They're basically a that bunch of risky. baby a bunch of baby products, uh, <laughs> where where you you put a bunch of diapers and you make a cake out of diapers and you add stuff, animals and soothers and all this baby related shit. And my bosses were so cool that they let me set up a table in the lobby of the restaurant. Uh, and this was the GM, like this was the owner and, uh, put a, put a diaper cake out there and a bunch of business cards. And they let me do that for weeks. And I was getting sales and, and, there was 25,000 people a week that were coming into the restaurant. Like uh, it, I, it was, it was free advertisement and, and you don't see a lot of bosses that are, um, and I think they even, I, I know one of them for sure. One of my managers, um, even at one point when I was starting to make it, he was rooting for me. Like he was like, you deserve better than this job. You're you, you have the personality to, to not be here. Like, do something with yourself like he was pretty Mm. much you know he was like 
you know, that really good teacher that you would have in high school that was like always, you know, you might have been an, like for me anyway, I was always a class clown. I was always sort of a pain in the ass. I never really ex- succeeded too far in grades. I was just an average student, but I was always the center of attention. And, and I remember I had one teacher, Mr. Church, who always told me, <laughs> you know, you're going to be something like, you know, don't fuck up. Don't fuck this up. Like you, you're, and and then my boss at Swiss Chalet was, was sort of that, but, um, in a different, in a different way. And obviously it was more impactful when I was an adult, uh, especially since I had, it was already kind of at rock bottom. I had already been evicted from an apartment building and, uh, lost all the stuff that was in there, you know, going home and the, the locks were changed and, um, you know, having nothing being three months behind and everything. And that's for another time, but um, it was motivating to have people like root for me. That wasn't my family. You know, I, yeah, it was just nice. So when, when I would call in and get my, my shifts changed, they were totally okay with that. They're like, dude, go follow your dreams. And, uh, I remember I did a 24 hour live stream cause panic gave me a hundred bucks. And during that 24 hour live stream, I remember hitting like 600 viewers and I had made $400 in a day. Um, which was you were one of the first people doing twenty four hour streams. Twenty four hour live streams, yeah. And and at the time it was Justin TV. Um, yeah, Twitch didn't and, exist yet. It was just Justin. Yeah, TV. Twitch Twitch yeah. didn't exist. It was kind of just about to start up. And uh, I was doing these twenty four hour streams at least like once a week, um, putting in these crazy hours, and and people were starting to notice me. And and there was this whole quest to grandmasters thing. So I started having a bit of success outside of like TV. And it was offsetting the money to the point where I was now making as much money streaming and doing leg TV with this machinima deal uh, where I was starting to contemplate quitting my job. So um, I don't know if I if if I skip forward some, it gets to the point where I end up talking to it was either Hunter Starcraft or. Uh, Force SE2 it was one of these I think guys. It was, I think it, it was, was one, one of these of those guys. Two. Yeah, it was one, one of them. Two. I don't know who it was. Might have been one of them. May have been. I actually think uh, it someone was both else. Because after you heard from, after you heard from one, and you were you brought it to me, and then you started asking around, and you heard it from like three or four people multiple people were talking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had heard that I I was because he was like, man, you guys are doing really well. You know, this when she's fails things really doing great. And I was like, yeah, man. I'm like thinking about quitting my day job. You know, um. I, you know, we're making a couple, I was, you know, say two or $3,000 a month. Right. And they're like, that's it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm making four grand and I don't have as much viewers as you. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, well, how much is your, your CPM rate and, and stuff like that? And I'm pretty sure it was the same, like two bucks or whatever the case may have been. So I was like, I'm, I got the same CPM, like, uh, why, mm-hmm. why is it that you're making more money? So instantly that went off my head as a, as a flag. And I w- told Adam this news. And so what we did is we basically cornered this guy. We pretended we were doing like a, like a regular update because we would get on Skype with this guy fairly regularly and just shoot the shit or talk about content or whatever the case may be. Cause we thought he was a machinima rep. And, uh, we, we basically put him on the spot and we asked him, 
you know, about this. And it was just like a really sketchy conversation. Um, so we ended up contacting Machinima and, um, I'm not, you know, I could be wrong about some of this and Adam, you can, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I know this part well I'm, because I spent a lot of time on the phone legal shit with this guy. Yeah, so like, we we ended yeah. up talking, to, I'll, and I'll pass this over to you in a sec, but mm. we ended up messaging Machinima, and that's when we found out that I I had told them or we had told them or whatever that we our paychecks just didn't seem normal because we talked to other people mm-hmm. that were under Machinima and they were making a lot more money. And that was when they said, well, we've been paying you. We gave them a number and they're like, uh, we've been paying you more. Like we've been paying you mm-hmm. this much. And that was when everything. That's well, when we knew we got even, it, we were it was, getting scammed. It was. It, well, that was part of the that was part of the problem. Before we even got to that point, what happened was um, they first of all, they said, we don't even have contracts for you. Yeah. Um, we don't have a contract with your name anywhere oh, in our right. database. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember talking to the guy on the phone because while this was happening, I was working at the Diamond Company, and I would on I would be like on lunch break and shit, and I'd lock myself in in a closet, and and be on the phone for like my entire lunch break, having these conversations with Machinima and with that with the guy that we had originally signed with, um trying to I was, I was you know was playing you know the sherlock thing i was trying to catch you know getting information from machinima and then trying to catch this this other dude in his shit you know we had to catch him up in, in whatever was going on so machinima just comes out and says look we legit don't even have a contract for you and i said how how is that even possible we have like well at the time we had three channels uh, all signed simultaneously. I said somewhere yep. you have to have, you know, these contracts. They are they were they were letterheaded, printed, honest to goodness, out of Machinima's legal. Yeah, t- yeah, I would that, show yeah you it. they were. I would show you from Machinima. All infos on there. So so I said to them, I said, well, there's you know, at that point it had become clear to me what was happening, um, and I said to them, look, you have a major problem right now. There is a dude out there that is likely doing this to not just us, but a shitload of other channels. He is obviously uh, taking, uh, representing, representing you guys, uh, and taking massive cuts out of every one of these channels that he's got. That he's running through you guys as an intermediary. And they said, well, well, you know, we have him as a, we have him for a channel, but we don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was they get back to us uh, a little after this. And as it turns out, um, the guy that um, had, had appropriated uh, Machinima's contracts um and was and was posing as a machinima representative uh was literally imp- uh, impersonating channel owners he had the contract that machinima had for his individual channel that he then uh wiped clean mm-hmm. and repurposed uh and was using outside of machinima's knowledge and then being an in between, exactly, 
uh, and was impersonating all of these channel owners. So he had an email that was Jeff's, like with Jeff's name and everything else yep. that he was using as a contact point with Machinima. And he had one for me and he had one for all these other places. So he was literally impersonating a huge number of people and then taking um, 50% of all revenue coming through. So Machinima would give him the real CPM rate. He'd take 50% of that and pass down the rest of that to, uh, to the people that he was, he was swindling, basically. Um, which is, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's it got so, of, it got so crazy that yeah. when, when I talked to Machinima, cause we, we got on the phone with the whole board of them. Like there was a fucking room full of, you know, young people that have fucked up hard and yeah. they told us the emails that he had and he used my like leg TV Maximus black or whatever, but he changed the letter to make it look like this. He also told us that he needed access to our Life's a Glitch TV email um, to to sync up on the YouTube's back end to get the channel connected. Um, and then he went in and he filtered our uh, emails so that the all of our paycheck stubs and everything never hit our inbox. It would go to this fake Life's a Glitch TV email that he made that resembled it. And we would never know the difference. The only, because Machinima would actually send, and 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 I actually was on our. Oh, uh, they sent the invoices, but were redirected. They were redirected, so we never got the invoices. And it wasn't until when we resigned when we started actually getting invoices via email. But our invoices, what he did is when he paid us via PayPal, he would write in the month, and you know this is this is what your CPM was for the month of. April 2011 or whatever and we would think nothing of it because we didn't know any better we were just two guys nobody did a, this was literally brand new yeah nope. like I said before wild west nobody had any idea of anything contracts were shittily written um yep. everything was just brutal so so he's doing all this shit. So the amount of money this guy's making off of other oh. people is just oh. absolutely insane. Uh, oh. Just massive like us, amounts of money. Like just us alone, he was he was gouging fifty percent of our of our money. And just then there, however money. many channels he had going there, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't pulling in, you know, ten thousand U.S. a month. You know, so at this point, channels. so we've so we we got to the point where I knew this was happening, and we hadn't, I, you know, we hadn't brought that guy into it very much because we were doing all of our due diligence with Machinima and straightening this all out. And, I, and Machinima said, "Well, we need to, you know, figure this out." And I said, "I'll contact this guy. I'll start talking to him. I'll see if I can catch him up in his in his shit and see, you know, what what can be done here." Because Machinima was just like, "Look, we're just gonna close this guy out from our end, obviously." Um, and, and we're going to have to address this later on. So, or, or finish this up afterwards. So I, but I said to them, I said, uh, you know, well, are we going to get our money? Yeah. They didn't want to give us our money. Because full disclosure, this guy had 30,000 US dollars of ours. Um, when it was all said and done. And, um, we wanted to get that money back. (laughs) 
because it was thirty thousand U.S. dollars. So um, How many Canadian pesos is that? That's a lot back of Canadian then, pesos. Back then, it was like the dollar was relatively even. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't all. That, it wasn't. But it's still thirty thousand dollars. So, um, so I, I so that's I said life changing money to man, for guys it like is. us. That's life at that time, then, especially yeah. changing money. So, um, this guy, so, so, we, so I asked them and they said, we, we can't, and Machinima was like, we can't do anything. The money's already out of our thing and we're not going to double pay. Yeah. So this is between you and them now, which was a bunch of bullshit. But yeah. the problem was Machinima was a multi-million dollar corporation and we couldn't just suddenly magically fucking, um, take them to court. Despite the fact, also they're in the States we're in Canada, and the guy that we were dealing with was from fucking England. So we had three different things. The contracts that we signed with that guy weren't even weren't even legitimate contracts. They couldn't be enforced. But he has the money already anyway, and he so so it wasn't even that like otherwise the contracts would fall under California law. But the contracts didn't fucking exist. We didn't have any contracts with Machinima. Machinima only had a contract with him for his own personal channel. This is literally just a fucking crapshoot. So the only thing that we could have done, if anything, against Machinima would be to take them to court for not having, you know, no due diligence and, uh, and, and to, to pay us based on the fact that they, somebody was misre, you know, was representing them, uh, and they weren't stepping in to have any, you know, to, to help rectify the, the situation. So I had to figure out what we were going to do to, um, to try and get some of this money back. And I had to call the guy up and, and the time came where I had to let him know that, that we knew what was going on. Yeah, we knew. Um, so I did this again on lunch break. And that was awkward. Uh, it was really awkward. I literally called this guy up on lunch break. I said, I actually said in the marketing department, I went to my the marketing manager and I said, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I've already done all of my work that I can do for the day. I'm going to go. I have this phone call for my business outside of work. Full disclosure. I'm going to be in there for a while. And she said, don't worry about it. Just fucking go. So I go into the closet. I close the door. Uh, and I'm on the phone for two and a half, three hours with this guy. And I let him know, um, I said, look, I'm going to be straight with you. Uh, we know that you're fucking us and you're fucking a bunch of other people. Machinima doesn't have contracts with her name. We already know that you're, that you're committing fraud. You're, you're literally impersonating both of us simultaneously under, under technically, uh, unenforceable contracts. And, uh, and you also managed to have 30,000 of our dollars. Uh, Machinima is already cutting you, uh, cutting you out of this. And though we can't go after Machinima, we will absolutely go after you. Um, because for $30,000 and with all of the information that we have, including information brought on by a multi-million dollar, uh, company, we can pretty easily win this in court if we take it to court. Um, we have this big, long conversation where he's trying to tell me that he doesn't have all of the money and he's spent a whole whack of it and, and it's all gone and, and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And first it was, I can only get you 10. Then it was, I might be able to get you 12. Then it just kept going north and north and north and north and north. 
and it capped at I think I got 15 or 16 of it back was the most I could get out of them um and it was only after twisting his arm for fucking ever and I and, and at that point with that much back I was I, I think I don't remember I think if I, I had received you. I actually think I received about $6800 of my cut yeah it was so it was something around 15 yeah. by the time it was all said it's close to that yeah. And he said, I literally have none. I don't even have anything more than that. I, at first I was like, well, well, that's not my problem. I don't really fucking yeah, care if you don't have the I money. Shit. Uh, you, can, you can get the money. <laughs> you can yeah. sell your body, whatever the fuck you need to do to get me my money. You can do that. Um, <laughs> so we eventually got it, but we only, uh, but we only got, you know, that got about much half. back on it. We got about half of it. But for, for the amount of trouble that it would have been to get the other half, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. It, it, it wasn't worth it. So he said, he said, you know, it's a shame that it went down like this. He, and he denied it the whole way through because it's he crazy, had to, because yeah. if he, if wow. he, if he mentioned anything then he loses in court immediately, if it ever yeah. comes to We're him. We're recording so he has to pl- every, recording all the conversations and everything, right? Plausible deniability at up. all times. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just have to constantly deny it. And he was like, oh, what a shame. And I, and I, I actually said, dude, just, you know, I appreciate what you're doing right now. I understand what you're doing, but fuck off. <laughs> just just stop just you know if you have if you have like a, a shred of, of fucking you know self-respect or decency just stop just just don't talk just give me my money get it to me and i gave him a timeline i think it was a couple of months i gave him two months or something to get me the money and i or i said you know or we're just gonna sue you and you're not gonna be paying me 15 and you're gonna be paying me all of it he was dicking more. us for a while too like even he would give us a date and then it wouldn't the money yeah. wouldn't show and we would get, try and get a hold of him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't answer the calls. Nothing. And then I remember eventually, I was uh, I was at work, and I saw the um, the email, and that was the show. And I was like, "Wow, we just got paid. He paid us." I could. I actually yeah. couldn't believe it. Like, as I thought, mm-hmm. I I thought, and we we Adam and I got to the point where we're like. You know, we were talking about who's going to go to the UK and serve this guy. Like we were like legit ready mm-hmm. to sue him. Uh, and we we're going to go that far into it. And we were making enough money that, you know, we could have we could have funded it uh, to go and, and, and prove a point. Uh, but we were just kind of hoping things would things would, you know, settle outside of court. We wouldn't have to go through all that trouble. And, and, and thankfully it did. But one of the good things about it was when we finally got paid. Um. You know, at that point, I knew I basically knew I could quit my job when I found out we were getting ripped off. So I had already put in my my notice and I was ready to ready to go. And unfortunately, Adam and I couldn't talk about the situation. We when we finished with with this, we talked to Machinima again and Machinima basically did everything but sucker dicks. Mm -hmm. Well they, well, they didn't want to get in trouble, right? They were they like, didn't want oh, to we're going to give you everything. If we're that gonna went give public, you- they'd be host. Oh, yeah. That went public, oh, they'd be exactly. host. Oh, oh so, so they and- were like, we're going to give you premium. We're going to oh, give yeah, you we're premium getting three, rate. We're getting $3.50 or some shit per thousand views. And oh, they yeah. were giving us a series on Machinima, where that's probably where a lot of you guys... Uh, found out about us uh, because a lot of subs came from that Machinima. 50,000 uh, views when video fails. on that. 50,000 views like we were getting we were getting checks from machinima like a year later from those videos for do the know, money the money bucks. on the machinima ones were a five dollar cpm rate oh that's right it was five but and then they upped our cpm on our other channels to like 350 yeah 
And then uh, for the inconvenience channels. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we so ended it was up big. Yeah, like, and they were basically giving us the CPMs that they would give the higher channels, but they gave it to us not only so we wouldn't talk. I mean, we obviously didn't say like they they didn't go. We'll give you this if you don't talk. But it was kind of this unspoken like. You know, we're going to we're going to make it right. We're sorry about this and the money that you guys will make off these series. Hopefully you'll recoup the money that you guys lost through the scam. Uh, so, you know, it kind of all ended up working out. But that's how that's why at one point, uh, you know, our content was a little fucky. We were moody. Uh, we were dealing with machinima. We had made these announcements. We were making big changes you know, I was quitting my day job. Everything it was kind of all oh, happening at once. Shoot. Um, and it was it was all new to us too. And it was already Adam was already on the fence about all this. <laughs> and to have this, this happen and all, all this stress uh, was not helping. Right. Um, I'm not sure what Adam's parents were saying about the whole thing. Well, that's um, the other thing, right? My mom and dad are looking at this going, look, we're son, they were so mom and dad support me to anything I do. If I, I wanted to become a drag queen stripper. They'd probably be behind it. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. But the, you know, are you already the, a drag queen stripper? Maybe that's for another DLC. <laughs> that's for another <laughs> DLC cat. No, um, you know, they, they supported me through the whole thing, but but they obviously also brought concerns to me. You know, when you hear that uh, you're out 30 grand in a fraud case and yeah. you're, you know, you're dealing with all this shit which in an already volatile as hell environment for a, a, a job or a career in this content creation shit, obviously they brought their concerns and said, look, you know, we're super happy that you're doing something that you love and you enjoy and you're making really good money at it, but this kind of stuff is, you know, that's the kind of stuff that can end you. So, you know, they're always saying just to be, you know, to tread lightly uh, so that you don't get yourself uh, caught in a corner. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. And then, so what what spiraled out from that was Machinima, uh, along with what those things were, gave us a laundry list of things that they wanted to do for us because... Uh, they liked our channel and, and our personalities and wanted to try and push us, um, into different directions on the Machinima channel than just Starcraft. Uh, like we had alluded to earlier, I think Jeff said earlier today was the whole, uh, two best friends play or whatever the, or uh, what are they, what are they called? Um, well, Game that's Grumps. one of them. Game Grumps. Um, oh, man. that, that kind of content. Right, because they saw us do our fifty thousand or forty thousand views of a video for Portal and, and and Resident Evil and and shit like that, and they they said you know that we can we can definitely make this work. We put this up on the main channel, uh, and we'll we'll run with it. And that excited us because it gave us a chance to expand beyond StarCraft. Yeah, we had some um, leverage and, then too, right? And and had a lot of leverage. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when we went through with that, the downside is none of that ever happened. Literally, none of it ever happened. We had five or six meetings over the course of an entire year where uh, they they would make a new meeting where we would revisit it again mm -hmm. and they'd say, bring us ideas for what you guys want to do. And we would keep saying, well, you guys wanted us to do a Game Grumps thing where it's us two playing games, new games, old games, good games, bad games, obscure shit, whatever, and and put our spin on it and do and do a personality gig because at that point in YouTube personalities were what were driving channels. It was no longer differentiation. It was saturated yeah. as shit. 
So everybody had to just ride on personality, which is what we had. And, um, uh, but they always would say, we're not looking for that. Do Minecraft. Every time. Minecraft. Do Minecraft. 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 We want Minecraft. Give us more Minecraft. And they already had. Oh my God. Minecraft. Minecraft 10, 12 major Minecraft channels that were running on the main Machinima channel. And they wanted more of that. So we eventually did Minecraft on the second channel or whatever, but they never posted it. They never posted it to, to Machinima because then they said, when we finally started doing it, they said, oh, well, we already have so much Minecraft. And we were sitting there going, are you fucking serious right now? (laughs) For, for the last year, we've been, we've been having the same meetings over and over again to do, you know, what we already decided was going to be probably the best for us as far as promotion goes. And you guys could push us and we can all, everybody makes more money. And now you tell us to do Minecraft for all this time. We finally do Minecraft. Minecraft at the time was doing relatively well for us. We were doing 40 or 50,000 views on Minecraft. And then you don't put the Minecraft on the channel. Yep. And we said, they're going, what the fuck? So, so it got to the point where all we were getting was paid by Machinima. Yep. And even that, there were late payments, late payments after yeah, late payments after late payments, and it was excuses well, back then, and everything that was, else. That was what the scene was. Like no, no esports or media company like New Age One was paying on time. They're doing their business pretty shittily. Yeah, and, it, their pants. and I remember, I remember getting some money from you know, uh, actually the first sponsor money I ever received was from uh, Quantic. It was from I think that's like oh, I'm, man, I'm yeah. almost certain. That's I'm almost certain that man. was that was the first uh, amount of money I got. And the, the, I, as much as I could sit here and shit on Quantic all day long, and trust me, that can be another DLC. Uh, <laughs> I can fucking I can fucking stick it to those slime bags. Uh, not all of them. There was there was a couple of good managers on there that were that were great, and I still am sort of in contact with them. But there were some snakes on Quantic, but one thing that they did well was pay on time. They paid on time. And they paid on time. And that was, when that happened for me, I was like, oh my God, somebody actually is paying me when they say they were going to pay me. Because with Machinima, Mm. especially when I was just making enough money to basically pay my bills, like a late payment was like a late rent. Like there were times where I remember I had to ask my mom to bail me out to pay my cell phone bill because mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten paid yet. You know, uh, that's that's the kind of fuckery that was going on back then. Obviously, it's gotten a lot better. I mean, I still have some things in my life now where I'm chasing money. Uh, but it was back then it was straight up the wild, wild west. And people did what they wanted when they wanted because there was no repercussions. They could they could just say "fuck you," I'm not paying you, and there you couldn't do shit about it. You couldn't it's do still shit like that. Yeah, it is to an extent. It, it there, but there's it was a bit, like is a bit more yeah. on the line now, you know, especially with reputations and 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 shit like that. And, and there's a lot of streamers and YouTubers now that actually have money. Uh, so you know, mm. if you really pissed a guy off pretty bad or a girl i mean they could they they could actually they could fight do damage. you they yeah. could do damage to you now well if you're but if you're big then, you're you getting paid shit, on right? time regardless you you're yeah, big you're getting paid you're getting the star treatment you get everything you could ever fucking want but that's of not course. everybody and there's lots of people getting shafted right. at the low end um but you know as far as twitch goes you know they pay on time pretty much every time it's just twitch you know it's but but as far as you know sponsorships and 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 esports organizations it is still <laughs> everywhere 
where people were getting paid nothing. In fact, one of yeah. our good buddies here, Mr. Kim, one of our old friends, uh, struggles with that all the time in, in his scene. Uh, he sees it all the time. So like it's, um, uh, but, but the thing for us was all of this was on the back of, of all the, this, this case that we just dealt with machinima. We were like, guys, you literally, you got off basically free, free, free. Yeah. And, we did and the all you had to you. do, we did all of the work for you. We did everything. Yeah. You, you tell us that you're going to do something. You do absolutely none of it and then do the opposite at the end and then try and drop us. But you won't, but at the same time, back then it was also a three, what, a three year contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the standard, um, and uh, so we still had two years on our contracts at that point, and uh, other people started getting paid more money. Machinima was no longer the place to get paid decent CPMs. Uh, yep. Other people were were starting to pay uh, far more and offer better services, and uh, so we 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 were frustrated because we weren't getting anything that we were promised. We were getting paid shittily, not on time. It was a gong show, but yet we couldn't leave contractually for two more years. Uh, and they wouldn't let us. We requested, look, guys, can we just walk away from this contract? They kept saying, no, you can't walk away from the, from the, from the contract. We're not going to let you go, uh, which was just infinitely infuriating because they wouldn't do anything for us, but they wouldn't let us go. They wouldn't pay us on time, but yet they wouldn't, you know, again, they wouldn't let us go. So at that point in time, uh, our, our soon to be good buddy, Robert shows up on the scene and, um, Robert is a, is a diehard Starcraft like TV fan. He's one of those guys that remembers episodes that neither Jeff or I ever have any recollection. <laughs> we have no idea, nothing. We love those like guys. He, he'll, we love those guys. Every, every time you talk, you know, have a conversation with Robert, he'll make a reference and he thinks yep. that we remember and we're like, we remember. nope, <laughs> no, 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 got nothing, not a clue. Um, but, um, but, uh, Robert, Robert was, a, was, uh, was a lifesaver for us because, uh, an incredibly well-connected, uh, business individual from across the pond and coincidentally, uh, had contacts uh, with the people that funded Machinima, literally the people that backed and invested yep. in Machinima to become a company. Uh, he knew the person who signed off on that shit and uh, had worked with them in the past and people in the industry knew who Robert was. And so he said, hold my beer. I'm going to go <laughs> and deal with this. So he goes off and, 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 and we were like, you know, we can't pay you. We can't like whatever. And he just said, don't worry about it. I'm going to do this. I love you guys. I love your content. I'm going to go do this for you. And so he goes off and he, and he contacts this person and he says, and he tell, and he outlines everything. And the person was like, are you fucking me right now? Seriously? <laughs> They're doing that shit. And so that person goes over to the, to the CEO of Machinima and says, Hey, this is happening. I just got this contact from my my buddy Robert over here is telling me what's going on with some of the some of the guys and at the time we were one of the bigger channels under Machinima. So one of your biggest people, what's going on here? And the and the CEO was like, I didn't know this was happening because it, just like in stuff that still happens now, this is a very young industry. People that work out. in this industry, super young. Yeah. Everybody super stupid too. is 
is just they bring on their oh yeah super stupid they bring in their own friends and everybody is protecting everybody else's ass frat, so all house, this man. stuff yep. all this stuff got sandwiched in this bros. one little tier of low management at machinima it never went north of there nobody nobody with any power really found out about it and then when that happened shit hit the oh, fucking yeah. fan oh, yeah. people oh, yeah. were fired left right and center Shit just went boom real quick. And in 48 hours, I had papers in my email that said, we are letting you go. Thank you. We apologize. Go do your thing. And I was like, oh, a lot my of people God. don't realize like a, lot Justice. Of pe- a lot of people don't realize how important like payroll and contract payouts are. Like if they don't happen, there's like a lot of recourse that people who did the work have. It's just that, especially this day and age, no one realizes, oh, yeah, you go talk to a lawyer or whatever. I, I, or they fully don't believe, I fully believe that the people that were in charge at Machinima, they fucked with the wrong guys. And yep. I think when the management went down and talked to them and looked into shit, they probably found a lot more. A lot than more than just the us. Fuck that what we yeah. were doing. There was probably. They're like, you guys know what you're actually stolen. doing. There was probably fucking the. Like just the amount of fuckery that was probably going on. They didn't behind know the scenes. about the fraud case. No, they didn't. So know about when shit, they found dude. out about that, and so they find out that contracts got leaked and were being used by other people and representing the company. Oh my god, the heads rolled. That's like so bad. That's like immediate. It was a Game of Thrones like, episode. Like, shit was just yeah. everywhere. Yep. Yep. That's that's pretty much the show. You know, it would be a crazy. Night M Night Shyamalan type ending. If we found out the guy who scammed us was actually working at Machinima and was was siphoning the money out (laughs) all on the back end, how crazy would that be? Just bonk, and yet that wouldn't even shock me. I don't think, but I'm not going to put that up there. I'm not going to. I'm just, you know, that's a joke. Nobody was that smart. I mean, holy shit, that would have been so crazy. No. Oh my god, that would have been so crazy. Oh uh, yeah, was, no, the was... robber came in and fucking dropped the hammer. Talked to the yeah. right guy, the right guy went over, was like, "Hey, we're feeding yeah. your company money. What the fuck are you doing?" And the guy was mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking about?" And he <laughs> yeah, went down there yeah. and he just started dropping the fucking hammer of Thor. And oh, yeah, we got bad. our channels released pronto. Oh yeah, you guys weren't even asking for much. You're like, not more money. You're like, I just, we just want out. No, let us we just go. want out. That was just, it. We just we want just, out. You know, yeah, we got do out. whatever the fuck you want to do, but just let us go. And they let us go <laughs> really quick, real quick, real quick. And then we had made a YouTube video saying we were leaving Machinima, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we kind of like told people that there was an issue, but we didn't get into it, and we were just happy to be out. And um, and then we went to another network. We went to TGS. Yep, and then we've been with them ever since. They've and obviously they did exactly turned into what Machinima did. Yep, which was nothing. Yep, literally, it was like this is this is at this point. It was when I was done with YouTube. Do they at least pay on time? That was the only differentiating yeah, get, factor yeah, yeah. was yeah, that I they get. pay on time. Now, of course, we when we got in with 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 TGS, they were only Disney. TGS for about six months, and then it turned into Maker. Like yeah. after the six months. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we had a really long 
period of it being TGS, it just went over. And as soon as Disney took over, obviously shit was done into a white clock machine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, that. And and it's, I think it's just a matter of time now before we lose our partnership there because they're dropping like quarter of a million channels or some crazy shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we were, we're, we've been kind of shopping around for networks just in case, but we haven't gotten an email or heard from them. So as of right no. now, we're fine. We're I mean, we're there. happy there. It's, it's you know, it's, it is what it is. We get paid. It's not like we're making money off YouTube anyway, but. Like zero dollars. You know, yeah. If I, if, if I were to keep it the same now with these guys, it wouldn't bug me any. I get paid on time. It's whatever. We get a fair CPM, but, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, that's, that is the story in a nutshell. I know we gave you some other backstory as well. But um, you know, at the time it was it was just crazy, and then obviously when when we switched over networks and I and I had got that big chunk of money, that was when I went out and bought a new car. That was when I went and bought the the Lancer because I then had money for a down payment on the car, and uh, I was able to quit my day job fully with with no uh, remorse or or you know second guessing myself. And my boss said, "You have a job waiting for you if this doesn't work out." So it was it was an easy jump for me, uh, and and it was I never looked back ever. You know I wasn't like Adam that overthought everything and cal- tried to calculate everything. This was it. This was do or die for me. So I didn't I didn't really care. And but you know having that scam happen, I know it was really tough on Adam. Um, it was tough on me as well, but it made me a better business person. It made me um, I learned from that mistake. You know it, it's a mistake that cost me you know, six grand or whatever, but it was one that I'll never make the same mistake again. Not only in terms of the contract with Machinima, it being the three year, the in perpetuity bullshit they, they had on their contracts, um, for all their channels. Um, but also dealing with the scam artist on the internet, uh, realizing that I was naive and, and that's the thing. And I've, I've, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't take it back for anything. That was a valuable lesson to be learned. And I'm happy that we learned it at the beginning before, I shouldn't say before any other real success, because I guess that was sort of the peak for like TV anyway, but I'm happy that it happened there than, you know, prime stream and, and those sort of things where it could have, like your parents said, destroy you, like literally destroy you, not only financially, but just mentally, like j- just take you out. So that was the technical alpha DLC. I don't know if Adam wants to add anything else. It's hey getting man, late. Hey it's man. like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, hey man. We went. It's getting, we went. It's, we went. We went. We didn't get a lot of panic. I want. I wanted to give panic as DLC. I want to give panic a, a chance to talk about something before we ended, though, because we just it was literally just you and I for the last hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> this is this is this is Jeff's revenge for that first episode. Uh, where he had the little uh, tear rolling down his eye. No, oh, it's all right. This was uh, this was an Adam and Jeff machinima moment. Like I'm sure for the other DLCs that will probably happen based on how dirty you motherfuckers are. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, hey, sure well, it depends. Plenty. It depends on how yeah, well this this, this yeah. you know goes over. If people want to see more of these. Obviously, it's not going to be a weekly thing. No, um, it'll be when we're you know, in the mood. But, but I, I do want to. I do want to ask Panic something. I do want to ask Panic something. All right, I, I, for sure. All right, all right. So, mm. uh, so 
we've we've had our our fair share of of hills and bumps and whatever and potholes, but this is only one of the of the many stories that that happened over the years. I know that you you know uh on the on the side of everything you've done you've you've entered the the foray in in terms of managing people and and oh, yeah. uh being a part of that process and um and you've seen uh the people that you managed make terrible life choices and everything are there is there any are there any moments that you can think of that were particularly ridiculous uh, over the years that, that was a, a, a hard, a hard learned lesson or, or just a, a, a kind of a, a crazy moment with this whole thing? Um, man, I would say, and again, th- this is like bordering on, uh, a lot of the people I work with, I'm still, fr- or worked with, I'm still friends with. Yeah. Um, but you know, for, with the exception of one person, I would actually, if I would go back I would not have worked with most of them um, uh, with the, exce- you know, actually the one person that I would have worked with is actually the t-shirt I'm wearing. Um, Nate, he was one of the uh, <laughs> best people I work with. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I've just learned a valuable lesson time and time again, you know, don't get into a hazy or undefined business relationship with friends. It over time, you know, it gets rough, it gets bad. Um, you know, between the three of us, we all have learned this lesson. So, you know, we have, we have our own dynamics going, but yeah, like um, in terms of managing streamers and content producers, from my background and my perspective, it's really difficult. Like I'm I'm closer to Adam in personality than I am with Jeff, um, in terms of just professionalism mm. and, and career, um, and mentality. Um, Jeff from the business side is very strong, um, but from personality's perspective, um, he he's more lively. I'm I'm very much uh you know try to plan things out you know I can adapt and roll with things if they don't quite work out, um but from my career I'm used to you know working with people who know what's going on working with people who are well informed not just about you know their stuff but other things that are going on I found especially with um, Twitch streamers and content producers in general um, they're younger they 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 skew younger um, they don't tend to know a lot. Um, of just mm. basic life skills. Um, some of my clients, I've had to teach them the basics of credit. I've had to teach them to, hey, if you get a $500 donation, don't spend $500 immediately because you might get that charge back and then you don't have the money. Um, I'd ha- I, I taught most of my clients, this is what a spreadsheet is. This is like, and, you know, it would be, it would be things like I, and again, most of the people I work with and when I started with them, I would, I started with asking them simple questions and I'm sure you guys can probably answer this now, but early on it took a little bit, but it's just like, what's your average viewer count, you know, over the course of a month? Um, what are your trends that you know about? Um, you know, what's your average daily income from a stream? Those are the types of questions that when I would ask, I would just get a blank stare from some of them and then others would be like. Uh, I can probably go figure that out, but I need like an hour, um, mm, and, you yeah. know, and it's just like, no, as a business or if you're trying to make this your life as a business, you need to be able to answer that like that, like immediately like that. Those are like that's like your that's your lifeblood right there. You need to know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because you need to know your expense. You need to know all that. And I've just found with a lot of the content producers, it's different now. But back then, yeah. no one knew that stuff. Well, they I think I, and you know what, man, it's it's honestly not that different now. Um, yeah, I I I, I talked to a f- I I talked to a, quite a few content providers. 
um, that come to me for advice. Um, some some know what they're doing to an extent, and they they come for more of more of intermediate advice. Um, but there are some that come to me and literally ask me these general ass questions, like, yeah. "Do I have to claim my money as income?" Yeah. or you know how, how you know just some of the dumbest you know I'm questions. Like, you should know this. Yeah, but I and, and what you know what the problem not is stupid is, questions. They're smart questions. They well, just, they're smart. They're, they're thank just, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. But they're it, it's shit that it, it's it's almost like you should have looked sense. into this already. Yeah, but, but you know what it is. It's you got these young people that are coming into money from playing video games, and they were used to playing video games forever. Uh, obviously without the money. And so since they don't have a schedule, since they don't have a boss and a place to be in a time, and it's not like actually going to work, they don't really look at it as work. And so yeah. obviously when they work at a job, say they're working at Walmart, they know they have a schedule. They know they get paid an hourly rate. You know, like you said, if you said, hey, how much money do you make in a day of streaming? They don't know. But if you go, how much money do you make at Walmart an hour? They're going to tell you ten fifty eight, yeah. uh, or yeah. or what? What is your take home after two two pays? You what should is be able t- to break down your. You should be yeah, able to break what, down your stream income by hour. What is it? What is a T for? Right. Obviously, they know what it is at Walmart. Well, yeah. why don't you know what it is for your company? You know, or do you have a company? Or you know. Uh, it's just a lot of these things, and it's just a maturity level. And I, I never. And Adam said it right. I know I said it was a stupid question. Adam's totally right. None of that is a dumb question, and it is good that they do it's ask those intelligent things. Intelligent that they're asking. That they're that asking. They right. Researched. Yeah. But I think I think a lot of it is when that when they're asking, they either see another streamer say, "Oh, I'm dealing with taxes," or uh, their parents are like, uh, "You know, how are you? What are you doing with all this money?" And then they realize, like, "Whoa, I'm adulting right now." You know, I I am I am that doing, word drives yeah, me insane. I am I, <laughs> I I am adulting right now, and it is really hard to go adulting from so hard having everything in structured for you. You know, when you're at a regular job, they take out your your taxes and they pay you, and you get an hourly rate, and you get so much vacation time, and it's very structured. And most people need structure in their life like that. Yeah. And there's I nothing wrong to get with my that. taxes done. In an hour and a half. That's how well, you know, it's like if you know what's going on, you can yep. do your taxes real quick. Yep. You know, again, for you guys, it's a little bit more complicated because you have to deal with like your receipts and your deductible and all the other stuff. In my particular case, I'm like, I have all my documents aside. I don't have any crazy exceptions like going around other than some expenses. So for me, in and out. But I've seen, like, again, some of the other streamer people I work with, weeks. They've been spending weeks looking at their taxes. Being like, I'm not sure how to do this. I'm like, did you talk to an accountant? Mm-hmm. Like, why would mm-hmm. I do that? I'm like, they're literally, it's literally their job to figure out taxes and stuff. You can go to them, <laughs> pay them like a hundred bucks and they'll do your taxes for you. And they're like, yeah, but that's a hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah, but you've spent like two weeks doing this and you still don't know what you're doing. Yep. Don't you yep. think it's worth a hundred bucks at this point? I fully like, oh, yeah. totally agree. You know, there's definitely, I think it's definitely the, the panic talked in the beginning there. I think it's definitely the biggest part of it is the age um, yeah, it's kind of an age thing. More now than it was in the past. The age keeps getting younger and younger and younger. You're seeing 16 year old kids doing this shit, and some of them have four and five hundred viewers, and they're making pretty good money. Um, and it's not like in school they teach you how to do any of this shit. They don't teach you how to do your taxes. They don't teach you. Um, you know how to balance uh, a budget. Skills. 
They learn nothing life skills in, in school, and then they start making more money than all of their friends doing regular ass jobs. They're making more than their parents. More exactly. than their parents, literally. And 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 but they're still in that mindset. They just Some let of, a lot of the people. A lot of the people I work with make more than I do, and they, and then you know originally they were just like, and that was that kind of goes into one of the other parts is there's like a big general sense of entitlement in a lot of, of the younger content producers. Of course, um, I've had I've had people come up to me and be like, oh, "Why should I be paying you for the information you give me? You should want to help me." And I'm just like, "Well, fuck that." Yeah, I've had a couple fuck. of people do that, and I'm just like seriously, like I'm like I've literally built you up from here to here. Um, you know, as just like others, and then others would go and again. Not to, uh, I've had a bunch of clients, and many of them have been fantastic. But, you know, I've had a couple that have just been like, you know, they go out and do interviews or they go out and do things, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I put myself here. You know, I, I did everything. You know, this is how I got here on my own. And then, you know, yep. me and my partner at the time were just standing there. We're like, wait, yep. what? I, and I've, like, I've always done, I've always, whenever I've done interviews you guys are or, awesome. or anything like that, I, even, if, even if you're not here, you know, and, I, and I'm telling my humble beginnings, you know, I always yeah. talk about, panic i always talk not, about simon i always talk about certain it's not even a matter about ego it's just shit. like you guys know the roots and it's not like yeah. you know you guys real you guys acknowledge that like you know what this was this was like a community that built this yep we didn't get and here that, by that's ourselves kind of a big thing. that yeah. we're still we wouldn't be here now by ourselves right so yeah. it's all know, due to like uh, the viewers and everyone out there listening hopefully listening <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe i'm a little exactly. so out <laughs> <laughs> just a minor oh, we'll teach you we'll just teach a minor you. bit you we'll will learn you. you will learn well we can we can wrap it up there i guess that was uh that was a good good go. a good go we're another hour and a half or so deep on this dlc the, the filthiest most hilariously ironic add-on to whatever we could have possibly done after that podcast how he feels about that We'll, we'll see. Oh, you know what? I'm, I kind of liked it, you know, because it gave us on a typical podcast, you know, we've got a <laughs> bunch loose. of topics and it's great. But here we got to spend an hour and a half on just talking about one thing and it isn't as structured and it's, you know, super laid back. I know this wouldn't be a good form formula for a regular ass podcast to be doing this every time. But, you know, for some DLC, I think, you know, I think. Hey, I'm, I may be against DLC, but like I agreed with Adam, there are some good DLC out there that's worth, and I think we may have just <laughs> produced a worth DLC. Oh. Hashtag worth mm. DLC. You know, it and if you guys three think, months from now, we can't be blamed for And if you guys think it was disc. worth, you guys can go to iTunes and give us that five-star rating for that DLC hype. Oh, savage. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll star, talk more star, DLC when when we hit that 3500 or the 350 patreons we'll we'll talk yeah, exactly. uh, next level dlc cuz we've i've got all kinds of we can talk stories we can fucking do dude i've got oh i so much shit i mean i've oh, shared this, a lot this, of stuff on stream tons. over the years but for lag tv we haven't really got been able to go into you know really deep heavy shit like we haven't been able to get into it <laughs> Because uh, it's always been, you know, we've got 10, 15 minutes on a StarCraft cast to kind of, yeah, exactly. you know, get some quips in and, and that's the show. But in this formula, we, I, there is so much. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of want to hear Adam's story about him 
busting his ball sack and it turned into a fucking a soccer <laughs> ball. I would love I would love I would love all Lake TV to hear that one. Oh, I know we're sharing it on the stream oh, and shit. That's a long that's a long story too. It's a good one. Oh, it could happen. It could yeah. happen. But yeah, I mean, man, there's MLG nuts. Columbus, MLG Anaheim, all those fun stories too. Oh, all and you know MLG what? Stuff. Lastly, Lastly, uh, I did go to MLG and I saw the dude that uh, that scammed us in my hotel. Oh, that's oh, yeah, right. That. He stayed at the that's same right. hotel as me. And, uh, was that MLG was, or NASL? It was MLG. Uh, and, I was there too. Uh, I do believe you were, but you weren't. Were you, oh, yeah. I think you might have actually been there with me when, when it I happened. I was there. We were in the lobby. Uh, I, I turned around. He, he was there with like two <laughs> black dudes. Uh, cause he was in the, the halo or some shooter. Yeah, it was, he had a group of guys there for halo. He had his or own something. team. He had his own team or some shit. Fuck. I wanted to, I wanted to kill him. I, he was yeah. right in front of me and I just, I was a meat stick back then. I just like, I wanted to just friggin' break Adam him was on roid rage at the time. Just, <laughs> he uh, was Chris Redfield. Mm, now I'm Jill Valentine. all right ladies and gentlemen that's going to be it for this dlc and whatever the hell else we want to call it thank you so much for listening and uh, of course since you're hearing this thank you for likely helping us get uh to the point uh, that we set in front of you uh we'll be back uh again uh well basically every friday we can't end this like we do every other time but i'll still shout out our patreon producers i can still do that yeah get her done let's hit them up Big thank you to B Stall Kid, Mr. Miyagi, Adam B, Toto Steel, Naily, J A Direct or t- Direct. I need to go to bed. Direct. Derek P, Direct by Direct, uh, Jonathan A, Frycey, right. and Ice Wolfie. Oh my good lord in heaven! Uh, thank you once again, guys, uh, and until we see you on the next one, peace. <laughs>